Okay, well, welcome, everybody. Um, it's so good to have the YWAM students back, even if it's just for one more Sunday. You guys are incredible, and I'm glad that you're here. And um, when, I was in, when we were in that room praying this morning, um, the word that I kept getting was flow. And so I was praying, and we were praying. I was praying for Alex that the music would just flow, the transitions would flow, that his words, if he chose to speak, would flow, and that today would just flow seamlessly and effortlessly. And I had no idea that the last song he would be playing would be Rise Up, and I don't think he had any idea of, the, of my talk was going to be about Rise Up. So, um, you know, that's God, and he answered our prayer. I mean, it's just been, today has just flowed. But also when I looked that word up, I felt to look it up. Another meaning of the word is to circulate as the blood in the body. And so even though I felt like flow can be a seamless trans, um, a transitioning from one place to another, it's also this, um, to circulate as the blood in the body. And I felt like God was highlighting that because the blood in the body is what keeps us alive. We can't function without the blood. I mean, we're dead without the blood. So I felt like God was also saying, this is essential. Not only do I want to seamlessly flow and to cause the transitions to happen effortlessly, but I want you to understand that to flow, I want to also flow inside of you and cause you to become alive. I want that blood to just come alive inside of you. And so that when you speak and whatever it is that you do that is going to cause life, in everyone else around you. So that's another uh, definition of the word flow. That's pretty good, right? Um, so I want to talk about the word rise up. I did a women's conference uh, not too long ago, and that was the theme of the, the gathering. I wouldn't call it a conference. It was a women's gathering. That was the theme. I talked about rise up. And so that's what I want to talk about today, but I want to start off with a story. So first of all, the word rise up... Um, I feel like this is a word, I felt like it was a word for the women at my event, but I also feel like it's a word for all of us today. It's like a word for now. Like this is a word I feel God is speaking to all of us at this point, at this season in our lives. So at any given moment, God is going to call you to rise up. It's not just a one-time thing. I mean, it's going to happen many times that you're going to have to rise up and it's going to look different for everyone. But here's a story. <laughs> that I had to choose to have a rise up moment. The week of, I was supposed to speak at this, uh, at this women's gathering, 78 women sh signed up, which is a lot of women, and I just felt like that's a lot of responsibility for me. And so I'm studying and studying, but the week of the gathering, it was the worst week ever. I mean, it was such a bad week. I mean, such a bad week at work. At work, And so I had a moment at work where there were a lot of things happening. Um, there was a lot of transitioning happening. There was COVID. I work at a courthouse, and so some of the th places were closed down. You had to wear masks in certain areas, not in others. In the area that I was in, there was someone who was in charge of that department who really walked in fear. And so this particular person was trying to push their fears onto me and others in that room. You might be afraid of something, but that doesn't mean everyone else around you has to be. And so 
um, everybody was on edge in that department, everyone. And it just seemed like one little thing, it only would take one more thing in, in order for someone to just lose it. I mean, everyone was on edge, including myself. And then that one thing happened to me. And here I am studying this whole week, and I'm talking about rising up, and I'm trying to just be in tune with God and, and just, you know, just do the right things. And something happened, and I literally, I couldn't take it anymore, and I cursed. <laughs> Out loud. <laughs> Out loud in front of people. <laughs> And if you know me, I don't do that. I can literally count the amount of times I've cursed in my life on one hand. I can tell you what I said, when I said it, and why I said it. I can tell you the story, the instances that it happened. So here I was at the courthouse preparing to speak in, you know, to 78 women. And I, I just, that one thing took me over the edge. I lost it and I cursed out loud in front of people. And not just once, but twice. <laughs> and it was such a bad day. And I saw, so immediately, you know, it happened. There was confrontation between me and someone else. And then seven other people that worked for the county in that department. And then me. And, you know, it was only me. I was the only one cursing. And... <laughs> And so I, it happened, that situation happened. I left the room, immediately found another room where nobody was at, went in there, and I started to cry because I was like, I can't believe I just cursed. And, you know, I, I, all of a sudden my mind went, I have to speak this. I'm the speaker. Like, I'm speaking in three days. I'm speaking in three days to 78 women, and my mind kept going, God's entrusting me with a little and I just blew it. How am I going to get the more when I just blew the little? Like, how is he ever going to entrust me with something more when I just messed up? I just messed up. How? I felt so bad. But I wanted to share this story because I had to have a rise up moment. In that instance, I had to have a rise up moment. We don't have to punish ourselves when we make a mistake. And we don't have to feel bad. We don't have to sit in our guilt. We don't have to feel ashamed. And we certainly don't have to believe the lie that, God is not to go on, that God's not going to use us because we messed up. It doesn't mean that we're not good enough to do what it is that God has called me to do or to, to do what it is that he's called you to do. It doesn't mean that he's not going to use you. It just means that you made a mistake. We are all human. We are not perfect. We're going to live this life and make many mistakes. But the, the good news is that God is a forgiving God, and, and, he, and he still uses us. And as soon as I got by myself and said, okay, God, I'm so, so sorry. Please forgive me. I did not mean to do that. I don't even know where it came from. Um, please forgive me. And he does. That's it. It's that simple. But a lot of times what happens is we sit in that place and we sit in our shame and we sit in our guilt and we, we sit in our failures and, and we don't move forward. We stay in that place because we, we feel so bad that we try to punish ourselves and we think God's not going to use me now. 
And even though he still wants to use us, we refuse to get out of that place. And so I had to have a rise up moment because in three days I had to speak to 78 women. So I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to share that because maybe, maybe someone in here is in that place. Maybe you've done something, um, and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It could be small or it could be big. It doesn't matter. I just want you to know God's for, God forgives you. Get back up and keep pursuing the thing that God has called you to do. So can I raise this up maybe? How do I raise this? Oh, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I felt God said to me that for everyone is this is not a time to shrink back in fear. It's a time to move forward in faith. Get up every morning knowing that you are anointed. Get up and rise. Rise up every morning and know that you are anointed. Know that you are equipped. Know that you are empowered. Know that you have, you have everything you need to fulfill your destiny. You have everything that you need to fulfill your purpose. If God is calling you to do something, do it. Just do it. He's going to supply you with whatever it is that you need. He's not going to call you to do something and then not equip you. He will always, always equip us. So when I say the word equip, that means he's going to supply us with the necessary items to fulfill that purpose, whatever it is. He's going to prepare us mentally to do what it is he's called us to do. That's the meaning of the word equip. I mean, I know we sometimes walk in fear, but if God is telling us, he's going to provide. There's a provision of a complete list of the things that he wants to give to us in order to do what it is he's calling us to do. Our job is to just rise up. So if you're empowered, that means that you are enabled. That means if you're enabled, you're permitted, you're free. You're free to go and you're free to be. When, when you're empowered, that means you walk in a confidence. And when we walk in a confidence, that means there's no doubt there. We're free from doubt. We believe in ourselves and we are sure of the abilities that God has placed within us. When we walk in a confidence, that means we walk um, where we are free from anxiety and fear, there's a hope there. Um, Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from slipping. Hebrews 10 says, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you need, have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And then there's this last verse. I like I mean, all scriptures are important. The entire Bible is important. But there are some scriptures I, call the, I like to call the classics. It's like a pearl. You know, pearls are classic. I mean, they never go out of style. Jeans, classics. And I, I, mean, I mean, the whole Bible is a classic. But there are certain scriptures you learn when you're little. And you learn it when you're little, and, and you carry it through you, with you for the rest of your life. You, you just never forget it. And one of these verses is for Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a classic. When, so 
another time that I had to write, had to have a rise up moment. I was at college. I was at a Bible college, and I remember I was I was super shy. I um I didn't like crowds. I didn't certainly didn't like speaking in front of people. I barely could speak in front of one person. Um, and so I was at college, and I was in the cafeteria, and I was putting up my tray. And I heard clear as day. I heard God say, "You're going to speak to people." And I went. My eyes just got really wide, and I thought, and I heard it again, you're going to speak to people. And I thought, mm, no, 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 I'm not, not me, God. I'm not going to do that. And all the way back to my dorm, I heard him say it one more time, and it was so clear. And I'm telling you, I cried all the way back to my dorm in, like, ugly cry, like, ugly cry. It was, like, sobbing, crying. And I got back to my dorm, and I cried some more, and I thought, there's no way. I literally just failed speech class. Like, I failed it and in college, and I thought, why would you want me to speak to people when I can't even, I mean, I, I just failed, I failed speech class. We only had to give two, two speeches, and the first speech was in a group of people, and we were sitting in a circle, and all they had to do was ask us questions. And, and it was about the topic. It was about whatever you were talking about. So you knew the topic. All they were doing was asking me questions. And I was nodding yes and no to all of these questions. And, but they weren't even yes and no questions. <laughs> and that's how nervous I was. And I literally got up and walked right out of the room in the middle of class and left. Because I just, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. There's no way. There's no way. So I just fell speech class. And I heard God say three times, you're going to speak to people. And I thought, so college went on, and I finished college, and I got home, and, and then God brought back to my remembrance what he said, you're going to speak to people. And in that moment, I thought, I want what God has for me more than I want to sit in my fear. I want what God has for me more than I want to sit in my fear. So I thought, I'm going to retake speech class. So I did. My dad and I took it together because he wanted to take speech class too. So we took it at Coastal. In this class, I had to give five speeches, not two, but five, and they were all in front of the class. And I took that verse. I had to have a rise up moment. My rise up moment was I'm not going to sit in my fear, and I'm going to work towards the thing that I heard God say to me. And I took that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13, and that became my mantra. And every day on my way to school, I would quote, I would, to class, I would quote that verse. I wrote it down, it was in my pocket. Whenever I would stick my hand in my pocket, I would touch that piece of paper and be reminded of the verse. That became my verse. And do you know, I, I got through that class with an A+. I got an A on every single speech. And some, somewhere in the middle of doing the thing that you hate the most, all of a sudden something shifts, and the thing that you hate the most becomes the thing that you love, just so you know. So if you're in a place where God is calling you to do something, and it's the thing that scares you the most, I want to encourage you to rise up and make a choice and say that you want to do that thing more than you want to sit in your fears. Because people are going to benefit from the thing that you have to offer. So um, 
Rise up is an action word. We have to choose to stand up when God calls us. We have to make that choice. And what happens when we rise up is we begin to accomplish things. When you rise up, things begin to look a bit brighter. When you rise up, all of a sudden, there's certainty. When you rise up, all the things that you've had questions about or were not sure about begin to become confirmed. Where you have felt unstable, you now begin to become established. Now, these are not just words I'm saying, because if you look it up in the dictionary, that's, that's what it means. Like, it's right there. That's what it means. So this is what happens when you begin to get out of the place that, that you're in. And when you become established, um, you become secure in the position that God has placed you. Again, the doubt leaves. Um, you become rooted. You become secure. Um, you become validated. Where you weren't satisfied, you become fulfilled. Where you were stagnant, you begin to grow. Where you felt weak, all of a sudden, this new strength rises up inside of you. And when you rise up, your purpose becomes more clear. So when you rise up, you do not stay the same. You can't. It's physically impossible to stay the same when you rise up. If you're in your bed and you rise up to get out of the bed, you're in a whole different place. You're no longer in the bed. If you literally, if I take one step from here to here, I'm in a brand new place. Everything changes. So you rise up. It's going to look different for everyone. But when it happens, when you take a step out of the place that you're in, everything is going to begin to change. Um, even if it's just getting out of the bed, because I know throughout this pandemic and throughout these past couple of years, depression has been a big thing for a lot of people. And for some, it's just waking up and getting out of the bed. For some, it's, it's, it's just my rise up today is I'm going to go take a shower. My rise up today is I'm going to wash my hair because I haven't in two weeks. You know, my rise up today is I'm going to step foot out the front door. I mean, there have been, I mean, there have been times where I, I stayed in my house for an entire week. I just didn't even step outside. So for some, it's just stepping out the front door. Um, but also in rising up, I, you know, healing takes place when you rise up. I don't know if you knew that. Um, there's a verse, John 5, 6 through 7 says, Do you want to be made well? Take your mat and rise up. And he rose and walked. We cannot continue to sit in the same place that we've been sitting in because it just won't work anymore. Like, I feel like God is saying now is the time. Whatever your rise up is now, now is the time. As I begin to study the word rise up, I thought, I wonder what, it, what happens when you don't rise up. I wonder, wonder what the thesaurus and the dictionary and, and my studying and the Bible and all of that, wonder what it means and what happens when you, when you don't rise up. And this is what I found. When you don't rise up, you begin to sink. You begin to fall. You begin to collapse. You start to fade. You begin to shrink back. You begin to fail. You slump over. Your entire posture will even change 
when you refuse to rise up, when you refuse to rise up, when you continue to stay in the place that you're in and you know God is telling you to do something and get out of that place, that's what begins to happen. When you sit in that place, in the place of not rising up, that means you've surrendered. You, ba- you give up. You buckle under the pressure and you admit defeat. You don't just play dead, but you actually begin to die on the inside little by little. You droop. The depression sets in. Now, I know there are a lot of different reasons people can um, be depressed, but this is one of them. I I had no idea that when you don't rise up, depression can set in. Isn't that crazy? When you continue to stay in the place that you're in and God is calling you to do something else, depression can set in. And for some of us, it's as simple as just rising up and moving to a different place, and all of a sudden you're going to see that lift. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I, I know that can be a medical thing too, but I'm telling you, do something different. Um, when you when you refuse to rise up, you droop. The depression sets in, and it gets harder and harder to get out of it. You basically are losing your life. So rise up means to advance. Um, to when you rise up, you begin to grow. You um, you begin to take off. Um, when you rise up, all of a sudden your future starts to become a little bit more clear. What, has, what is yet to be starts, starts coming closer to you, and you begin to see a picture. When you r- rise up, you return to life. You soar. You emerge. Movement happens. When you rise up, you begin to flow. And ha- see how we just talked about flow in the beginning? Not just this, but all of a sudden, it's about the blood and the veins in your body, and, and God is making you alive again. Um, when you rise up, you, um, you're revived from death. The resurrection happens. So when Hagar and her son Ishmael are cast out into the barren wilderness, the, the angel of God calls to Hagar from heaven and says, um, though her son lay dying, God comforts her with, her with his presence and then gives her a command. He says, up, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand. The Hebrew word for up means to rise. It means to rise, to stand up. So again, in that rising, there was healing that took place. And then in the New Testament, Jesus was traveling from town to town, healing people and even raising them, some of them from the dead. And the same, um, same command that God spoke over Hagar, he spoke to the paralytic. He spoke to the dead son of a grieving widow. And he began, and again to a little girl who had just died. He said, arise. So God is outside of time, and he sees everything from an eternal perspective. He saw Hagar and Ishmael's future. He saw the paralytic's faith, and he demonstrated the hope of the resurrection. He said, Hagar, rise. He said, young man, rise. He said, child, rise. It's not over. So right where we are at, we need to know that it is not over because God is calling us to rise. He's calling me to rise. He's calling you to rise. In every situation, the scenario looked hopeless. Hagar's son was dying. The man is paralyzed. The child is dead. But God looked down from heaven, and he sees behind the scenes. 
He saw what no one else could see. They will rise. So if anyone is in here and you have a hopeless situation, I'm telling you right now, I don't know what the rise looks like for you, but if you choose the rise, God will come in and make what was impossible possible. Um, just to give you a couple more examples, do you want to be made well? And Oh, I think I already shared that. Let me go to here. Um, so while I was at my women's event, we had all these different tables, and each table had a word on it, and each word had to do with, with the word rise up. And so we had advance, we had conquer, we had discover, we had resurrection. I mean, there were a lot of different words in... Um, so I want to talk about two of these. One table, the table I sat out when I was able to sit, said rise up and advance as his daughter in the security of your identity. And it could be rise up and advance as his son in the security of your identity. Well, that was a big thing for me because this whole year has been about being my true authentic self and, and walking in the way that God made me to be. Um, and so my whole life, I've had people tell me all kinds of things. Um, you shouldn't do it this way. You can't do it that way. It, it doesn't look like this. But I'm telling you, my head is on a different level. Like I just, I mean, not a higher level, just a different level. And, you know, I'm very right-brained. And so I just see things differently. And I do things differently. And I remember in elementary, in middle school, in English class, we had to keep a book of our assignments. Um, and they had to be in an order, and they had to make sense. And, you know, I, I put everything in there. It had to be super neat, and we had to turn it in, and we were going to be graded on it. So I did that, and I turned it in. And I remember the teacher called me up with a very puzzled look on her face and said, I mean, this was a big grade, and said, um, none of your book is in order. And I said, uh, it is in order. And she said, mm -mm, none of this is in order. I cannot find anything in here. And I said, well, I know where everything's at. And she said, um, I'm sorry, but none of it is on, in order. And I, I was going to get a failing grade on it, but I, I, again, very quietly said, but I know where everything's at. And so she said, okay, I'm going to ask you about a couple assignments, several assignments, and if you can turn to these assignments without trying to look for them, like if you know where they're at, I'll pass you. I said, okay. So she named an assignment, and I turned right to it. She named something else, and I, I turned right to it. She did three or four or five of them, and, and every time I could turn right to it, it made sense to me. I put it in an order that I understood because it was my book. But I was being told to put it in an order that made sense to her. And so my whole life has been like that. And so it might not make sense to everyone else, but it makes sense to me. And, and so I've learned throughout the years, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what they're trying to tell you to do or how, they, how you should do it. You need to just be true to yourself and, and do it the way that God is calling you to do it. So rise up and advance as his son and daughter in the security of your identity. And that's what I'm doing in this new season. 
And so there's another rise up. It says rise up and return to life and allow God to breathe back into the dead places. And so I don't know if you, if you all know Iris Ruby, but Iris Ruby is a house. And she's in Conway, and she's just this beautiful house. Uh, Dina and Tim Wilson just did this beautiful house, and it's um, mid-century, retro. It's just gorgeous. But Iris Ruby wasn't always like that. Iris Ruby was this house that looked like it was about to die. It's, it was on its last legs. I mean, it needed somebody to come along and, and, and do all this work to it in order for it to be what it is today. And several people came along and said, you know what, Iris, uh, the foundation's bad, this is bad, just all these different things they would point out. And then they were like, you know, it, probably the best thing to do would be to just, you know, knock it down. And I mean, many people came along, several, and, and said those very words. But then my dad came along, and my dad is a builder, and, and my dad's walking through the house with Dina, and she's like, what do you think of this? And he's like, oh my gosh, this house is beautiful. This house, I mean, it was a piece of junk house. It wasn't a piece of junk house, but it, it to the visible eye, it just looked like it was not savable. And... But my dad comes through and he says, this house is beautiful. This house has so much character. Dina, I can't believe you purchased this. And he was going on and on, and, and it was just really building Dina up. And she was like, yes, because that's what she saw all along. It only takes one person. And sometimes you don't even need that one person. If God says so, that's all you need. Um, but my dad came along, and he says, yes. He said, you know what we're going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to breathe life back into this house. I'm going to make it come alive again, and I'm going to call this the Lazarus house. And I was reminded of this when, when I wrote this, rise up and return to life and allow God to breathe back into the dead places. Iris Ruby, I'm always reminded of Iris Ruby. She is incredible now. This house is so beautiful. And there's something when you walk through that house there's something, because it was dead, because it looked dead, and you walked through that house all of a sudden, and it's alive now, when you walk through that house, I believe that God is breathing life back into those places inside of you. But even right now, you don't have to be at Iris Ruby. Um, I believe that's also something that God wants to do, breathe life back into the dead places. So we have rise up and advance as his son and daughter in the security of your identity. We have rise up and return to life and allow God to breathe back into the, into the dead places. We have rise up and conquer what's holding you back. I don't know what, is it, what it is that's holding you back. I'm just naming a few rise up things. And if it speaks to you, maybe ask God, okay, how can I rise up in this area? So rise up and conquer what's holding you back. What is, what is it that's holding you back? Because I know you don't want to sit in that place. You don't want to stay in that place. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling dead, if you're feeling stagnant, if you're just feeling like you have no purpose, if you see your very posture changing, you need to rise up. Rise up and fearlessly embrace life adventures are just around the corner. Move into them. Leap into them with zest and excitement. It's about being fearless. Once you rise up, I mean, do you ever look around and everybody has these amazing adventures happening in their life and you're just like, what about me? 
Well, maybe you just need to rise up. Just rise up. I just feel like if you just take a step out of the place that you're in, something is going to change. Rise up and grow where you've been resettled. Some people have been transplanted from one place to a brand new place, and it's been difficult, and it's been hard. But rise up and grow where you've been resettled. You've been removed from one place and transplanted in another. It's time to put down roots and thrive. So that's your word. If you've been transplanted from one place to another, I feel like God's saying now. Now it's time to put down your roots and thrive Not just put down your roots and be there, but put down your roots and thrive. When you thrive, I mean, you flourish. Thrive also means to be brought back to life. Rise up and emerge into a new place. Watch how God will move from where you are into a brand new place, and your character is what will promote you. Sometimes it's not just about, you know, we want to get to this brand new place, but sometimes God is looking at our insides it's going, okay, your character is what's going to promote you to this next place. Rise up and discover the world again. Walk in new thoughts and new ways of seeing. Expect the unexpected. To discover, to expect When you expect the unexpected, there's a hope there that something pleasant is going to happen. Um, There's this feeling of anticipation. There's an excitement. Um, You're looking forward to what is going to happen next. And and new ways of seeing things, I think sometimes our eyes are just clouded. You know, we're listening to the things and and to people around us, and our eyes get clouded. And I just feel like that cloud, God is wanting to just take that film off so that you can see new ways of thinking and, and new ways of doing things. Rise up by pushing past obstacles. It's time to climb. It's time to move up. It's time to accomplish the purposes of God as only you can. You were made for this. Rise up by pushing past obstacles. Um, um, Joshua 8, 7 says, Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it. So sometimes your rising up is actually a battle happening. And in, in, in your rising up, There's a victory that can take place, that will take place if you simply will rise up. Rise up and move forward in courage. God will give you the courage to overcome, to move forward, and to be bold. I mean, I know I need courage, and I need boldness sometimes. Um, It doesn't matter what's happening around you. That's where the courage comes in. You're going to move forward in spite of what's going on around you. Rise up and go on an adventure. God's plan is amazing, and you will discover more of it along the way. Proceed and step into the new. Some of us have just kind of stopped. We've been moving forward, but then we just kind of stopped because of different things happening. But the word is proceed. Keep moving forward. 
Keep moving forward, and as you do, you literally are going to step into the new. Rise up to your next place. Transformation will happen, and you will be upgraded. I mean, you cannot stay in that place and stay the same. When you move, when you begin to move forward, transformation does happen because you're no longer sitting there. I mean, you're moving. You're moving forward. You're stepping into something new. Rise to see the truth and receive clarity. In doing so, the fog will lift. The truth is what will set you free. It's time to walk in complete freedom. So rise up to see the truth and receive clarity. In doing so, the fog will lift. I love that. That's part of the meaning of my mind. My name means brilliantly clear. Out of the word clear comes the word the fog, the fog lifts, the fog lifted. And so if, there's, if you're having problems with clarity and just everything seems muddled or hazy, maybe, maybe there's an area that you need to rise up in. And when you do, you're going to see that very thing that's been resting on you begin to lift. Two more. Rise up in bravery. God's got your back. Justice will prevail. Rise up and move into what is yet to be. We, we don't have the full picture, but God has the full picture. And again, as we begin to move, as we get out of the place that we're in, the picture will become more clear. Um, so the thing is, is that there's no such thing as the perfect moment. A lot of times we're, we're waiting for the moment to be just right. Okay, I got to get this in order. I got to get this in order. I need to do this first. I got to do this. There's no perfect moment. There is never going to be a perfect moment. Very rarely do all the stars align just perfectly. There's no such thing as a perfect moment. So take a leap of faith today instead of waiting for situations to line up. And I think that's just the word. I mean, that's, that's the word, rise up. And I don't know how many, oh, oh, let me, let me, let me find this. Oh, here it is. No. Here it is. So I, I did want to share this because Alex, he ended with that song, Rise Up. And it was perfect because we've been talking about resurrection. We've been talking about breathing life into the, into the dead places. So that song, Rise Up by Lauren Daigle, out of the shadows, bound for the gallows, a dead man walking till love came calling. Rise up, rise up. Six feet under, I thought it was over, and answered a prayer, the voice of a Savior. Rise up, rise up. All at once, I came alive. This beating heart, these open eyes, the grave let go. The darkness should have known. You're still rolling. You're still rolling those st stones. Now that you saved me, I sing because you gave me a song of revival. I put it on vinyl. Rise up, rise up. I once was blinded, but now I see. I heard about the power, and now I believe. Rise up. All at once I came alive, this beating heart, these open eyes, this grave let go, the darkness should have known. It's all about rising up. This whole season is going to be about rising up, and you're going to have many moments where God is going to call you to rise up. And every rise up 
moment for you is going to look different for the person that's next to you. We can't tell somebody, okay, you need to rise up in this area. That's between them and God. But there's an area that you need to rise up in. There's an area that I need to rise up in. There's many areas. I had to rise up when I cursed in front of everyone. I had to have a rise up moment and say, I was going to move forward anyway. Even though I messed up, I'm going to still move forward. You know, we're always going to have these rise up moments. So if I could have the team come up here, Mark, Jane, and whoever else feels like that you want to pray for anyone who, who um, to give them the courage and the strength to rise up. If you feel like there's a moment and an area in your life that you need to rise up in, then this is, this is the moment for you. Just come stand up here, and we can just ask God. You know, Lord, help me to rise up in this area. I want to get out of the bed. I want to walk out the front door. I want to create that web page that you've told me to do. I want to go overseas even though I'm scared to death. I want to do this. I need to do this. Whatever it is, it can be big. It can be small. But there are rise up moments in your life, and we need to take advantage of the moment and really, really allow God to do what he wants to do in us. Amen. Thank you, Crystal. Why don't you respond to that? Let's give Crystal a round of applause. I want to echo Crystal's challenge. Uh, Don't leave this morning until you've said yes with somebody to rising up. (laughs) So come on forward if you'd like us to pray with you. And I'm going to lay these up front. If any of these rise up speaks to you and you want to take a picture of it so you can just look at it, please feel free to do that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Don't you just love how Crystal takes words and brings so much life into them? Uh, Yeah, the word crystallize is so relevant. (laughs) It just kind of brings it all together. So I want to encourage you to to respond to that. Uh, Come on forward. I'm going to ask Crystal to stick around and to pray with folks. uh, And uh, there are others. Be glad to pray with you. We've got space at the front here. And as you're coming, I'm also going to ask that we put a couple of things up on the screen because I realize some of you may need to leave. So please come forward to to receive prayer and we'll put these things up on the screen as well. Um, But uh, we have, uh, first of all, the the women's conference in Raleigh uh, for Catch the Fire uh, with Havilla Cunnington. Jane is going to take a group to that. It's May 13th and 14th. So ladies, if you'd like to go with Jane, make sure you see Jane uh, this morning. Uh, Tell her you'd like to be part of that group. Uh, Secondly, we've got the Sozo training coming up in just a couple of weeks. We truly value healing the heart and receiving from God. Some of you are going to receive that this morning uh, as you're coming forward for prayer. Uh, But that's back one for me, please, Brandon, sorry. Uh, It's $50 a person. That's for Friday night and all day Saturday. It includes the the, the fee for having the trainers come. It also includes your lunch and your materials. That's a great price. But if you're a regular here at Catch the Fire and you can't afford $50, just come and see me. We will make sure that you get to do that training, whether you've got the money or not. Uh, Then the next one, please, Brandon. Uh, the Passover Seder is the following week, Good Friday, April 15th. Ira has prepared a wonderful time together for us. He's putting a lot of uh, effort and uh, providing the majority of the meal. We're asking you to bring a kosher side dish, but we're also asking for $15 to cover the cost of the, the lamb and all of the, the materials that he's going to be producing for that. That's going to be a wonderful thing. You can sign up for that through the website as well. And then finally, ladies, 
Uh, the fervent book. Do you want to say a word about that, sweetheart? Pat was going to say a word about that. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Push you under the bus. Yeah. Sorry, I was talking. Um, anyway, um, we we did a wonderful time. Uh, had a wonderful time uh, watching the movie War Room. It was wonderful. If you haven't seen it, please go watch that movie. It's an awesome movie. And what it did is it really inspired us to desire to read this book called Fervent. And it's not just reading the book. We are really going to learn how to um, start doing prayer strategies. It's not just a book study. And we really want to invite all of you ladies to participate with us. Um, we will be doing it physically on Wednesday afternoons at 1230. But if you can't do that, we would love for you to at least be reading through it with us. Um, we're going to take the next 10 weeks, uh, chapter by chapter. And it's just an awesome study. Um, it will just change your prayer life. And it's, it's for everyone. So we'd love for you to join us and look forward to hearing all the wonderful results from it. That's wonderful. Thank you, Pat. So finally, before you come for prayer, uh, if you're visiting and you want to keep in touch with us, grab one of the welcome leaflets and one of the connect forms. You can complete the connect form, drop it in one of the offering boxes by the exit, then we can add you to the mailing list. And also remember to take the little cards, the photographic cards on here, uh, where you can give these out to friends and invite them to come and join us on future Sundays. So we will see you back here Thursday night uh, and also next Sunday morning. And the senior pastor has a word to close us out with. Yeah, I want to tie us back and bring us back in to come as we respond today. I feel like allow God to show you one thing. Don't be overwhelmed with lots of things. I feel like he's showing me one thing he's been saying for a little bit. But I want to sit on that and just say a bigger yes. So if you want to write it down on a piece of paper, just so you're accountable to yourself. Or if you want to come up and be prayed for all of those but be specific and choose one thing that you want to change and step into. Yeah, I think I just want to, you can come up still, but I also just want to just say a quick prayer, but I actually would like for Alex to come up and play Rise Up because I just think that was so powerful. And yeah, so so Lord, I just, I just bless everyone in this room today. I just thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for your word. And I, I just pray, Lord, that this rise up that we've, heard about today will just settle in our hearts and that we would actually rise up in the areas that you're calling us to rise up in Lord that we would rise up that we would rise up you have so many incredible things for us and I just pray Lord that we would rise up and for the YWAM students um, I just think you know you've done a lot of stuff but actually now it's just beginning